Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. But I guess I get to include myself in this one this week because, as you know, I've been traveling across Canada promoting the benefits of kinky wellness and the BDSM and kink basics. But before I begin, I just want to say I hope you gained a lot of value from the last three weeks as I broke down each of the three BDSM and kink basics that I believe everyone should know before entering BDSM and kink. It is my intention to give you a framework so you can take control over your kinky wellness and to help you better understand what you're getting yourself into. But in regards to what I've been up to, wow, um, the last three weeks has been quite an adventure, and boy, did I learn a lot of things. So as promised, today I'm going to fill you in with what I've been up to and the experiences I've shared and the big information I've learned. I know this podcast was supposed to go up yesterday, but to tell you the truth, it was the last day of the three weeks and I just needed a break. So my husband and I went to the ocean for the day. But seriously, I honestly can't believe it's already been three weeks. I feel like so much has happened, but yet it certainly doesn't feel like these three weeks has, you know, really happened like three weeks. That's it went by so fast. But anyways, let's start at the beginning and give you a few of the highlights. So beginning with our route, my husband and I started the official tour in Ottawa, then crossed through Thunder Bay, Winnipeg, Regina, Saskatoon. Then from Saskatoon, we went to Edmonton, Red Deer, and Calgary. Then my husband and I took a bit of a break in Kamloops and Squamish before coming over to Vancouver. And I can happily say that the BDS and Making Basics is featured in every single one of these cities, which is super, super exciting. But here's what I learned from visiting all these different adult stores across Canada. But did you know in Saskatchewan, alcohol and stripping in the same room is against the law? Unless it's for charity? What? I don't know. I thought this was crazy. Basically, this means there are no strip clubs in Saskatchewan. And I first learned this from a woman that I met in Regina who helps run a company called Pink Champagne Entertainment, and they are the only traveling strip club available. And from what I understand, since alcohol and stripping aren't allowed in establishments, dancers and entertainers have to either work outside the province or in secret, or in Pink Champagne's case, find the loopholes within the system. So How Pink Champagne works is they hire a party bus and then they have to park it on a private piece of land, you know, with permission, of course, but somehow that's allowed. I, I don't know what the exact loopholes are, but like, what the fuck? That's just so ridiculous. The lengths dancers and entertainers have to go to. If you think about it, Saskatchewan's law is extremely problematic because like I just said, by not allowing strip clubs to be a thing. Dancers and entertainers have to either work outside the province or in secret, which is extremely dangerous because at least in a strip club, there's some security. Now, I'm not going to say that it's the best security. I've heard, you know, pros and cons of both. But at least in an establishment, you have like a roof over your head and a place to go to. Right. And by working in secret or in remote areas, 
entertainers are just far more exposed for assault and just really terrible things from happening. Like laws like this don't actually stop the thing they think they're trying to stop, right? Come on, Saskatchewan. Like we really should be better. This law is so outdated. And how is it in 2023 strip clubs aren't allowed in parts of Canada? In Canada, we're not even talking about another country here. We're talking about Canada. Like, I wasn't shocked when I heard this. And to tell you the truth, I'm still shocked by this. I think when it comes to sex in Canada, I think Canadians would like to think that we are a super progressive country and fairly open-minded to these sorts of things. But clearly, we are not as forward-thinking as we claim to be. But... In my opinion, what makes this law even more fucked up is that it's only allowed for charity purposes. Okay, so rich people, once again, make the laws that just serve them. And honestly, when I think of charities with stripping, I'm literally just picturing a bunch of like rich people who are just throwing this together so they can get some sort of tax write-off or something like that. But I just don't think it's right. So if you also support that Saskatchewan needs to update this stupid, updated, and dangerous law, then please head over to pink.ent.ca, which is Pink Champagne's Instagram, and you can sign their petition there. But I will also leave the links in the description because it's extremely important that we give entertainers a place where everyone can just enjoy the art, entertainment, an expression of erotic dance safely and securely. I reached out to Ivy, which is the person that I met, and hopefully I can bring her or someone from Pink Champagne onto the show to talk more about this. But I will certainly be researching this law and, you know, what happened with it and why once upon a time they used to be able to have it and now they don't and all that jazz. But I will keep you posted on that. The next thing I learned, but I wouldn't say I really learned it, it's just something that was reinforced, is that not all adult stores share the same values. Although most of the adult stores I went to were amazing and cared deeply for education, some adult stores I came across just don't care at all. Which leads me to my second point. When going to an adult store, go to the ones that do indeed care for education because it's so much more worth it. Because in my opinion, I feel that family-owned or sole proprietor stores have such a bigger passion for this information and just getting information out and helping people on their journey. And I'm not saying this goes for all adult stores. There's certainly a lot of adult chains out there that do have education. But at the end of the day, I found that family-owned stores or independent stores just cared a lot more about being a part of the sexual wellness journey rather than making a profit. They were happy to talk about education for 45 minutes, even if they didn't make a sale. Because I know that it can be overwhelming when you first enter an adult store, right? And, you know, maybe you don't even know what to ask for in the first place, but take a look around. Check to see if they have an education board or information pamphlets. See if the store you're in is promoting local events or health associations. Checking this is probably the easiest way to see if the store's interests include education and overall sexual healing and wellness and not just making a profit off of you. Because during the last three weeks, there were at least, you know, two, three, four stores maybe, and one chain that I contacted and went into that 
simply do not provide any sexual education whatsoever like nothing not a they're just not interested even though they sell sex toys and pornography videos which to me is you know it's actually quite sad because i believe the exact opposite like what better place to find sex education than in an actual adult store itself really they should be serving both and i think that's why i went on this tour right like my whole intention with this is to get the benefits of kinky wellness out there to as many people as I possibly can. And when I see that some adult stores don't support providing education, even with their own local educators, well, like, I don't know. I just think that's ridiculous. But even still, it's the reality of the industry and we just have to live with it. So if you can, make a choice to shop at places that want to also provide you the education. Sex is extremely exploitive, but it's, you know, also super gatekeepy. Because, you know, okay, I have an example of this that I experienced in Vancouver. So I had what I thought was an extremely well conversation about kinky wellness and how BDSM and kink have been demonized to the general public. And she seemed pretty interested and was asking questions. But at the end, she told me that my one hour $10 e-learning would take away and compete from her seminars that she occasionally hosts, which at the end of the day, you know, it's totally fine. This is her business and she can do what she wants. But I just want to make something very clear. I really don't want any other sex educators out there to think I'm here to challenge them. The information and experience I have comes from me and my life and what I've learned. So I'm only here to share the knowledge that I have. And I want to deliver that message in the best, most digestible way that I can. And I think that's true for other sex educators, you know, as the information and experience coming from them are coming from their own lives. And I truly believe that there's room for everyone when it comes to this. Everyone has their flavor. Everyone has their delivery method. And some people connect to other people better than others, right? But when I think about it, really, I was bound to run into at least one sexual wellness gatekeeper on this journey at some point. And I'm sure I'll run into them in the future because if you've ever listened to me or if you've been listening to me for a while, you already know that I firmly believe, and I mean firmly, firmly, firmly believe that the powers of sexual healing and overall kinky wellness has been intentionally kept from us for a variety of reasons some for profit, some for personal gain, you know, some for reasons unknown. But regardless of this experience, there were so, 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 so many other stores that have a wonderful education program. You know, some stores had education right at the front, some was in their stores, within their shelves, and they were happy to add my information to their collection. Some honorable mentions are Wicked Wanda's, an adult fun superstore in Ottawa, Amour for Your Pleasures in Sault Ste. Marie, Industrial Love in Regina, For Lovers Only in Red Deer, Flirty Rabbit and Little Sisters Book and Art Emporium in Vancouver, and of course, Playhouse on Bay in Thunder Bay. And can I say that Playhouse on Bay is actually amazing? It's this little adult store that is connected to a boudoir studio and is run by a woman named Raina Marino. And it actually wasn't on the list to check out, but my Instagram showed me her account the day before I was in Thunder Bay. 
And on a whim, I shot her over a message asking if she'd be able to do a little who, what, where, when, and why interview. And thankfully the stars aligned and we got a chance to do exactly that, which was awesome because Rena's passion and fire for what she does is inspiring. I seriously love this woman. I know I only met her just briefly, but she's a firecracker. And I think that she's going to do amazing. And I love that she has a boudoir studio, sex education, toys, tools, accessories, seriously, all of it, all under one roof. And, you know, my husband and I were talking about it. And if we ever were to open up an adult store, we would totally, totally follow in her footsteps of at least combining a photography room beside it because I think that's just so freaking sexy and hot. But when it comes to adult stores on their own, I got to say that the chain of Hush in Calgary and basically the majority of adult stores that I was in in Vancouver are just next level. I have never seen such beautiful and boutique looking adult stores ever actually actually that's wrong no 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 that's not true there is one store in Toronto called the nookie which is super cute but seriously one company called honey gifts in Vancouver seriously looks more like a high-end high-class perfume store so I highly encourage you to check them out even if it's just for a look if you're out that way because what I love most about these you know high-class looking stores is that it challenges the concept that adult stores are always dirty and dark and scary. You know, like you can picture it right now, right? Like when you think of an adult store, you don't think of it as bright or warming or luxurious or anything like that. So when I see stores that are like this, it's so refreshing to see the changes that are happening within the adult stores across the country. But overall, this tour gave me more insight into the industry than I, I think I even imagined, even if it's for better or for worse. I saw stores that promote education and stores that only care about profit. I met people who believe that sex should only be acted out in certain ways and with certain people. But on the flip side, I also met people who fully embrace the depths of the sexual healing and expression. I learned that Canada is not as sex positive as some of us have been led to believe. And this includes myself as I seriously didn't know about Saskatchewan at all. Like I seriously now I if anyone's listening and knows anything about that law, please hit me up as I really, really want to discuss it. But I also learned that regardless of where I was, there are people leading and pushing and doing the best they can to create a more open and sex positive narrative and attitude towards all things kinky. This tour has certainly been an incredible, empowering, and not to mention beautiful journey that showed me where kinky wellness is needed and where it already is. Although I couldn't stop at every single store in the West, I'm happy that we were able to cover so much ground in such a few short weeks. And I do hope at some point that I can continue this journey out East one day, just so I can get the BDSM and King Basics into every province across Canada. On a side note, I want to thank every single person and establishment that I've connected with so far that is helping to promote the benefits of kinky wellness and to help people enter the place safer and more informed. Without the continued support within the industry, this tour certainly wouldn't have achieved all that it did. 
I want to thank the people I met who shared with me their own struggles within their sexual wellness journey and how sexual healing has helped them. We all know that sex is a vulnerable space and it takes courage to speak about it. So your willingness to speak with me is so, so appreciated and valued. I especially want to thank my husband Anu for all the work he's done in the last three weeks. He is the sole reason I got across this country in the first place, as it was him who was doing all of the driving. Honestly, I think I have driven a collective of like 30 minutes or so, and that might just be to the grocery store and back. So without him, this tour certainly wouldn't have existed. But on a personal note, if I can, if you have an opportunity to ever visit Squamish, BC, fucking do it. Fucking do it. Oh my God. It's one of the most beautiful and cute places I've ever visited in Canada. It's just so freaking cute and adorable. While we were there, they constantly had something going on in their downtown park. I think the first night that we were there, they had this like circus get together with aerobic yoga. They had slack lines, juggling, aerial stunts. Then they had a local talent show, which was super cute because all these little girls were going up and singing these cute little songs. And then I think on the last night, they had this night called Dancing Under the Stars, which they taught four different styles of dance. And the whole town kind of seemed like a resort, but it was, you know, locked in the mountains. And the whole time that we were there, it felt like something straight out of a Hallmark movie. So it's definitely a 10 out of 10. And I would certainly, certainly recommend it. But as for the tour, although we completed the bulk of the journey and visited as many adult stores as we could, Today, we begin our drive back to Southern Ontario, which will also be a journey in itself. Today, we are in Vernon, and then we head back through Calgary, Regina, Kenora, Terrence Bay, Sault Ste. Marie, and then I think after that, that's when we really enter Southern Ontario. But I won't be in Ontario long because on August 6th, Anu and I will be traveling back to India for six weeks. So after that, I'll be chatting with you from India, which is actually pretty exciting because there's an event going on in Delhi later in August that we are hopefully going to check out called the Erotic Edge Expanded that's being hosted by a group called Kink Collective. The event is described as a celebration of kink, queerness, and cinema, which features short films feature films, documentaries, and classes, which is all very, very exciting. So I, of course, will let you know how that goes. But I promise next week we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming with my new episode releasing on Wednesday, which is going to be around Esther Perel's book, Mating in Captivity. As many of you know, I absolutely love her and I'm super excited to share my thoughts about her book especially about the chapter on the concept of the third. So stay tuned for that. But that's it for me today. I am super happy to be back and I will see you next week. And as always, stay kinky.